Welcome to The Daily Influence, where our mission is to deliver a daily dose of positive influence that can uplift you personally or be shared within your sphere of influence. While not every episode may directly apply to your unique circumstances, we strive to provide insights and inspiration relevant to most people's daily, weekly, and monthly lives. Whether you are tuning in during the morning, noon, or night, The Daily Influence is here for you. Listen, share, and embrace the power of influence in your life. Hey, Brian Smith here with the I and Team Series and the Daily Influence. And yesterday we introduced you to Bruno Hilgard, the author of French Fry Leadership and our new team member at IA and our new thought leader uh, at the I and Team Series. And I'm excited to give you part two of his daily influence talks that he did for us. And I hope that you enjoyed yesterday's episode where you were introduced to him and he spoke about his ideas on leadership. And he's going to expound on those and dive a little deeper uh, through today. And I am really looking forward to the daily influence and the I and Team series for 2024 because this is what we're starting to transition to. And We are going to start bringing on more and more guests to share their influence, share their insights, share their experience, share their failures, and bring to you some different perspectives, some different concepts, and some new context for you to work with and to use day in and day out in your specific areas of influence. And I hope that you'll find nuggets through all of the guests that we can bring you. And if you are out there and you feel like you would like to share something with our audience here in the States, overseas, everywhere where people listen to us, reach out to us. We would love to have you record something for us and share some experience of your areas of influence and help others to learn and to embrace and to put into context maybe those challenges they have and overcome them. But for today, listen to Bruno as he dives a little bit deeper into his idea about French fry leadership and servant leadership and how it's really helped him to be the amazing leader he is today. Hi, I'm Bruno Hilgard, author of the new leadership book, French Fry Leadership, How to Attain Profits Through Serving People. And I'm honored to be here today to talk to you about an important subject that we all have to try to avoid and sometimes deal with in our workplaces. And that is drama. Drama in the workplace can be described as being disruptive, providing distractions, and overall negatively affecting the company's abilities to provide consistent operations to their paying clients and customers. It starts with us being proactive in our interviewing and onboarding and training processes. This way, we are preventing the need to be reactive later. The more proactive we are with our actions and work, the less reactive we're going to have to be. Let's start talking about the interview. It's important for the interviewer to get a feel for the potential candidate as it relates to their personality and if they're a person that thrives on drama. This can be done by asking questions such as, tell me more about why you left your previous employer, and by checking references from direct supervisors. There are typically some characteristics of people who have much drama in their lives, such as inconsistent punctuality, dependability, or of actually showing up for work each day. These people will oftentimes have many excuses for not being able to get their work done on time each day. Onboarding. 
During this process, it's critical to have our SOPs, our standard operating procedures, specific instructions that communicate that, that the type of culture we have in our company. This culture must be one that communicates that our company truly values each of our individual contributors, while at the same time expects that each individual contributor come to work each day ready to rock. One way that this can be done is by explaining using the suitcase theory, something I talk about in, in my book, which describes us leaving our personal challenges, we all have them, outside the front door. They're not going anywhere. They'll be waiting for us when we get off work. Then we open up the door and lo and behold, there's another suitcase in there called work challenges. We pick up that suitcase and we go to work. When we go home at the end of the day, we just simply swap those suitcases out. So that way we're not bringing our personal problems to work or our work challenges home. Then we also need to know and ensure that all individual contributors know that their leadership truly cares about them as individuals by letting them know that we believe that people are our number one resource as evidenced by them knowing that we wanna hear from them if they ever have any ideas, concerns, or questions or problems, which as a great leader, we don't call them problems, we call them opportunities. It's not so much what we say as a great leader, it's how we say it. Our door is always open. This way, any potential drama could be cut off in the beginning by leaders who are not only available to their team members, but they are also approachable. There is a big difference between being available and being approachable. Team members should know at this time that if they're ever needing to share any of these problems or opportunities with their supervisors, that they bring along at least one or two ideas to solve the challenges. Because many times the people who are on the front lines have the best ideas to solve some of the challenges. We just need to bring it out of them. And then if we only use 10% of their idea, they get all the credit. And once, we, once that happens, we're gonna create a culture where team members and individual contributors are willing to run through walls with us. And notice how I said with us and not for us, because our team members and our individual contributors need to always feel that we as supervisors, managers, and leaders are still willing to get dirty with them as necessary, while respecting the fact that we as supervisors have other things to do as well, and that we shouldn't be, quote, getting dirty with them too often. And if we are, there are likely bigger challenges that need to be addressed, such as we're not developing highly motivated, self-sufficient teams of people. I mean, if the leader has to be around all the time to make sure things are going well, then we're not developing highly motivated, self-sufficient teams of people. The last part of this proactive part of avoiding drama is a training process. There has to be a training process other than Here's where you're going to be working. Here are the tools you need. And good luck. Every new hire is costing a company a certain amount of money for a certain amount of time before they're ever making a company money. And this depends on the position that they're being hired for. Uh, somebody who's higher up on the organizational chart may take a little more time to get up to speed on everything they're going to need to know to lead and motivate and inspire their team members. During this training time, it needs to become clearly visible to all the new hires that drama is simply not a part of our culture at our company and that everyone who works here are passionately engaged and committed to de delivering excellence in all we do. Everyone here has pride 
And the definition of pride in my book is professional results in daily efforts, pride. And it's evident in all the actions of all of our team members at all levels of the organizational chart. Hiring decisions are some of the most important decisions managers and leaders will ever make as part of their job description. Hiring the wrong person will oftentimes lead to many time-consuming challenges down the road. Not having a proper orientation and onboarding process in place will lead to more drama in the workplace as well. Expectations must be set here, and this process should lead to new employees feeling as if they cannot wait to get started with us. They should be excited about the important, worthwhile work that they are about to start performing with us. And lastly, not having a well thought out and thorough training program in place will also lead to drama as well as increased turnover. Now these actions discussed today should be looked at sort of as a gatekeeping uh, actions to prevent drama from ever entering a workplace in the first place. Now, with all doing all of that does not guarantee that we won't have to deal with drama at times. But so if drama does come up in the workplace, it's very important that supervisors and managers manage it properly so it does not become a bigger distraction. While there's a never there's never a one size fits all proposition here, there are some guidelines that all supervisors need to follow. First, never assume anything and don't automatically take sides. Even if we are confident that we know who is mostly to hold accountable to the source of this drama. The optics to the rest of the team will suffer if it's perceived that we as a supervisor are taking sides from the beginning. As a supervisor, we have to be prepared to have private individual meetings with each person that this drama is affecting and ensure that we hear all sides. Never assume anything. This is a time to be compassionate without sacrificing company values. It's for sure tricky to handle and why there's so much emphasis on doing the proactive measures discussed earlier so we don't have to deal with this reactive drama too often. Listen carefully, take notes as needed, provide a specific time that you, the supervisor, will get back to them after you're done investigating this, this drama. It may require bringing in both parties or, or all the necessary people who are being affected by this drama to have a group meeting. However, this is also tricky because this can never turn into a bitch session where the supervisor loses control over the situation. Mostly though, the best approach is to coach each person, uh, person on ways for them to solve their own challenges by asking them what they think are some best practice solutions. Let them know you trust them as adults to work this out amongst themselves. I would ask them a hypothetical question such as, how would you handle this? And what would you do if you were the supervisor? Uh, nobody wants to be a tattletale. Nobody wants to, you know, it's, this isn't kinder care here. You know, we're, we're managing multi-million dollar businesses in many cases, and we need to trust our people to be able to work these things out with each other without necessarily supervisors having to get involved. In summary, drama in the workplace is something that needs to be avoided as often as possible by being proactive from the start during the interview, hiring decision, onboarding, and then training processes. Now, if drama does enter this workplace and it's negatively affecting productivity and morale, it must be dealt with head-on ASAP so it doesn't become a bigger distraction down the road. I wish you all the best with dealing with drama, hopefully preventing drama in your role as a supervisor or leader in your company. 
And again, for more tips on these type of uh, situations or these types of things that come up in your role as a leader, I highly encourage you to look on Amazon, type in French Fry Leadership, and this book will come right up. It's a short book with short chapters, fun read, and I know it'll help you no matter what you're doing. These, these principles in this book are transferable to any leadership position in any industry. Thank you. Wish you the best. Mm -hmm.